Hey, what's up? It's Bon. This is the Echo Cast, and this is actually a special episode. So today we'll be talking to the Division 2's Yannick, who's the creative director at Massive on the Division 2. Uh, we talk about the game. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We talk about how we got where we are, some about where we're going. Uh, it's a really fun conversation. I highly suggest you listen to the whole thing. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast provider, please follow the show. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, leave me a rating. I'd appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. I've got a bunch of stuff and I've got more interviews coming. Without further delay, let's get into it. Thank you for being here with me and thanks for chatting. Uh, this is Yannick from the Division 2, the Ubisoft Massive. I assume if you're listening to this, you know uh, who he is. But Yannick, if you wouldn't mind giving me the, the, the rundown of, of who you are. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me first. Uh, it's super cool to get to chat. It's a bit long overdue, actually. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Yannick. I've been uh, at Massive for seven and a half years uh, I joined before uh, before Division 1 shipped uh, first as a community developer uh, and now I am the creative director on the Division 2 and and so that was actually the first thing I was going to ask about and congratulate you for the creative uh, director position <laughs> so I, I, I am going to admit that even though um, I feel like I got to know you and Petter and Hamish and everyone pretty well back in the day, which feels weird to sit, to think about that that was like five, six years ago now. Um, uh, mm -hmm. um, I will be totally honest. And I may be revealing myself here. I was never a hundred percent sure what like all of you did. <laughs> I just yeah. you guys were on state of the game, and so that was our like relationship with mm -hmm. you, right? So, um, kind of, if you don't mind, just kind of talking about like what the transition was for you from that position um, to where you are right now. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, so first, as a, as community developer, usually normally your role is to you're supposed to be the strategist that thinks of how do we create and foster a community around the, around the game. Uh, so that goes both ways on you know how do we create a relationship between the player base and uh, and the development team uh, and uh, and back from the development team to the the player base as well. Uh, and uh, so, of course, one thing that uh, we've become known for and our faces have been associated with was state of the game, but there was actually a million things behind uh, and, uh, and next to that uh, at very different levels that, uh, that uh, we were doing uh, together with Hamish and then, and then with Peter. Uh, and I, I come from a community background before I joined Massive. I was uh, working as a community manager, as a lead community manager for a video game company and before that i did community management for a bunch of mmorpgs and uh, and stuff like that okay. so community uh, community has been in my blood for for a very long time uh, you've been dealing years. with us forever <laughs> yeah well i've 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 worked with worst communities i can tell you uh, cool but, good that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's something I've been doing for a while, and I was, you know, having great time with uh, with Division. But when uh, uh, when we were reaching the end of uh, of you know the lifetime of Division One, and everybody was working on Division Two, I you know I asked myself, okay, do I want to go for another another cycle of the sure. same thing? Uh, sure. And uh, and I kind of felt like by 
you know, my work was complete and I, I didn't really know how to top that uh, with Division 2. And I also kind of felt like I, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of falling behind on all the new trends and, you know, and social media as it had become and uh, and all the all of that. So I was just like, OK, I think I, I want to do something else and I'd like to join development. Um, so uh, luckily, I you know had a very good relationship with the team uh, from my, my time as a community developer. Uh, and uh, so I, I approached the team and, uh, and our creative director, Julian Garaiti, and I just said, OK, I, I think I'm interested in creative. So uh, how does that work? And he uh, he actually uh, was you know a great mentor for me and really sure. uh, really took, took me under his wing and uh, and yeah helped me uh, helped me grow. Um, so I first joined in the in the live team actually as a, a live content manager. So that was before we shipped Division Two. Okay, and that was was that public? Because I feel like I remember that maybe coming up at some point. Yeah, yeah, it was, but I you know I didn't really make a big deal out of it because. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't like to brag about those things. So humble, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, so I. But yeah, so that was uh, that was before before we ship division two. So one of my first uh, role was to uh, to uh, plan the beta, for example, and know the content that goes in the beta. Sure. How do we handle beta and invites and all those kind of things? That was stuff that I worked on. Uh, and then, uh, and then the post-launch plan and everything that comes post-launch, uh, was, uh, something I was working on together with, uh, Julian, our creative director. Uh, sure. but then after, uh, when we were working on Warlords of New York, after the game shipped and, uh, we were working on Warlords of New York, uh, that's where our creative director needed more help, uh, as he was starting to work on other things. Um, and, uh, uh, which those things eventually we now lost. know what those things are sure sure <laughs> yes. just a little uh, franchise just a small <laughs> a small you know side project uh so uh so that's where i became associate creative director to help you know finalize okay. warlords of new york uh while he was starting to focus on uh, on the other project and then once uh warlords of new york uh, uh shipped he you know officially uh, left the project and that's where i i took over uh still as associate creative director and then eventually uh, managed and, to uh, convince people to give me the full role sure it's well deserved you've you know you've you've uh, you've taken your knocks now and at that point though and and i was actually this is actually a next topic I'll, I'll hold off on that so i guess the the only kind of follow-up i have on that uh part of it is um I, I guess I don't fully understand how that situation happens, but like, did you have an opportunity to go and work on Avatar or now we know it's the Star Wars game, or I believe, I'm sure there's other stuff going on there too. Did you have those opportunities and decide to stay with Division or I guess, how does that look? Uh, I mean, you know, that's the great thing working on a, in a studio like Massive. It's uh, you have all those projects and uh, and the opportunities are available to everyone. I mean, if there are roles that uh, that fit your skill set, you are allowed and empowered to actually just apply and say, OK, I'm I'm interested in a role in that project and, uh, okay. and you know, Massive will do what they can to uh, to help you, you know, find a project that works for you. Sure. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, yes, I could have gone to another project i could have gone to avatar i could have you know followed a lot of the people that i know and love to work with the former sure. division team a lot of them are on star wars star uh, wars I sure have, i could have of course uh, uh joined them it's also uh, you know a franchise that of course is interesting but it's uh on the other hand there was also the choice to stay on division two and uh uh 
and I'm just so attached to this franchise. I just, sure. uh, I just yeah. couldn't let it go. And, it's your uh, baby. And yeah, and and I mean, at a career level, it's also, of course, better for me uh, because I get to be in charge. Great experience. It's a great resume. Sure, sure, sure. Good experience, but it's it's not really the, the 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 main motivation. The motivation was really for me, like feeling like I didn't really want to let division go into someone else's hands uh and i felt like i you know I, I still had a lot of things to say with this game and a lot of things to do so uh so i just uh, and the challenge we had of like rebuilding a team and starting from scratch from was, scratch uh, basically sure actually, uh i mean that happened a bit later but that's uh right when we started working on year two we can a new uh at first you know was supposed to be a sunset and then we uh mm -hmm. then we got asked to do more but th there was always something like Okay, I don't well, really want and then to just go. that little pandemic thing happened and everything changed in the entire like All that us. was a, a real fun coincidence there sure because oh, yeah. well, I mean if it's if you look at at least from the outside um, massive is in just like uh, such an embarrassment of riches I think is the right saying of like you know if you work at massive you have an opportunity to work on the avatar franchise which is you know whether you actually love like that movie or not you can't deny that how gigantic of a franchise that is right. now the star wars franchise and disney yeah. and and everything that comes with that and not only that but and I'm, i guess i'm not totally up on things but i assume massive is still leading development on the snowdrop engine um and you know and and, and then you have the division which is this little franchise that sold yeah. 20 plus million copies and um you know you you know that more you know very intimately and so yeah, and um ubisoft connect that's what he's uh, made that message. okay you guys are still doing that as well too okay uh -huh. my connection to that was oliver and now uh -huh. that he's uh moved on to yeah. new opportunities i guess i wasn't yes. sure if 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 you know how that was all working so um and so like i've, I've joked whenever i see people maybe get kind of sassy or whatever about massive um I, I try to point out sometimes that like you may need to consider that ubisoft has entrusted them with probably two of the biggest license deals in gaming yeah like it's you know there there there, there has to be some type of um of confidence there um and yeah, and, yeah. and then the division on its own sure yeah i mean uh, the division is i mean it is a it is a huge brand for the for ubisoft sure. it's uh, probably one of the biggest uh, brands in the past few years that, uh, that ubisoft started uh so it's uh uh it is a big thing even though we are not the biggest project at the moment it's still uh, you know uh, like uh, it is it's not something that ubisoft is gonna let go anytime soon and uh and uh, yeah, I mean, there's the other two and Massive as a studio has completely transformed since the launch of Division 1 when I joined and, uh, and you know, it was like, I don't know, 300 people and now we're like 800 and it's, uh, we have all those big sure. projects and, uh, and it has student, and the new studio, studio, the new building. Yeah, we've <laughs> like... got the new building and also, of course, having all those big projects, you see the different kind of people it attracts and, uh, and you know, it's... Uh, uh, it's humbling to see the, the talents, the pool of talents that we have at Massive. Uh, we already had the talented team, but now it's just ridiculous. Sure. Uh, so, so that's cool. But that's something I sometimes I like to say when, uh, at my level, at least, when people question, you know, our commitment to uh, to the game or whatever, or to to the division, and just, just want to tell people like I could be working on Star Wars right now, and. <laughs> Or yeah, or, or anything, or you know, like yeah, anything, it, but it's sure. <laughs> like, it's of course to a lot of people who work in video games, working on a on a game like that would be a dream, and uh, and uh, and I mean it, it would be in a way, but it's just uh, no. I mean, the, the, a lot of the people that work on the division today are people who chose to stay on sure. this project. Sure. 
Yeah. And so kind of moving into that, I, I guess I am kind of curious. Um, you had mentioned it before, um, you know, your decision to stick with the division two, which I, at least people like me kind of maybe, I don't know if I'm really an OG. I kind of came in a little bit after that, mm -hmm. but um, you know, definitely appreciates that and seeing a familiar face stay in charge. But you had mentioned before that, after warlords i guess i i put warlords and the first four seasons kind of together um mm -hmm. because it was warlords and then those came out as like supplementary content and that was like you said there was supposed to sunset that was supposed to essentially be it yeah. um as much as you're allowed to say because i you know obviously i know things you know like numbers and all that can be you know private but i guess on a very broad basis like how did that happen how did it go from sunset to year four happening mm-hmm well, I mean, the, we knew from from the moment Warlords launched, uh, we knew year two was supposed to be a sunset. Uh, we had we had year two plans that were initially more ambitious. Uh, seasons were was always going to be the foundation of that, but we had plans for other things to come on top of that. Uh, and uh, but then you know the decision was made, and I was like, okay, we we cannot maintain this project while working on the other new projects and. Uh, and you know, a bunch of reasons why this decision was made. Uh, and none of them were bad reasons, by the way. You know, it's not as if there is an evil corporate person that just wants to make people unhappy. That's not how the sure. decisions are made. Reading uh, all the tweets of people who love Division, they're just like flipping them off, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, 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 the evil suits are mm -hmm. more or less a myth, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so we knew that, and but we, we decided to work on it and make it as you know as good as we could. Uh, uh, but fairly quickly after the launch of Warlords of New York and Warlords of New York being you know actually a pretty big success, um, sure. and uh, and then the season model showing uh, signs that it was actually a successful model as well. Um, in terms, I know that you know some players will be like, well, yeah, but it's a rehash content and it's copy paste and whatever. It's like well, you know, to us that was more. Uh, way of like how do we make smart content uh, or how, sure. how do how can we be smart with using the few resources and uh, and stuff we have to actually it's try to efficiency how can you be efficient yeah. you know um and uh and uh you know the good thing with that is that I mean the, the development cost is very little so you don't need to generate crazy revenues to be profitable um and uh, you know that's how the how the math works uh sure as long as you make more money than you cost you get to keep going uh, and um, and uh, so yeah, like a few months after Worlds of New York, the discussion started of like, okay, maybe we should actually keep going. Um, but then those discussions take time because uh, because we need to see, okay, is that really financially sound? And uh, what would we do if we were to keep going? How many people do we have left? And in the meantime, we were sending people away to our projects. So we couldn't stop that. We couldn't like be like, no, 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 you stay. You've been promised. No, to go on you can't project. work on Star Wars. You have to stay here. Yeah, sir. You have to stay. Uh, and, and we gave the choice to some people and some people decided to stay like Trick, for example, she was like, no, you know what, I'll, I'll stay on the division. Uh, Pale and people like that decided to sure. stay. Um, but uh, but a lot of people, of course, uh, were too excited by the new projects and needed of course. something new, uh, something else after shipping two division games in uh, just a few years. So there were a lot of people that just needed something new. Uh, sure. And um, uh, so all of those elements come into play, and therefore the conversation took uh, took quite some time, and uh, until the, the decision was made. Uh, 
uh, I can't even remember where when that was, but towards the end of uh, towards the end of year two, um, which is a you know also a thing because it's we sh we started season four, and we actually had plans before season four came out. We had a whole communication plan prepared to announce that this was the last season and this was the end. Oh wow! But in the same time, we were having the conversations in a. Oh wow! Maybe okay. It's not. So sure. To hold off that communication until we find out. So there's a uh, folder somewhere that has a bunch of oh, yeah. stuff in it. It still exists. <laughs> Interesting. Somewhere. Wow. Uh, all the all the goodbye communication. Um, sure. And, sure. Uh, and uh, but then we we decided to hold off until we actually knew, and therefore then the decision was made. And when the decision was made, in the process we also announced that season four was supposed to be the last one, which upset a lot of people because. They were like, <laughs> We are not going to tell us. And it's like, yeah, we were. We just decided to not tell you because we didn't. It's know. complicated. Yeah, <laughs> everything's sure. complicated in big industries like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, you know everything. Everything takes time. Uh, sure. But we we knew fairly quickly after Worlds of New York that uh, you know the sunset plan was not going to happen or was unlikely sure. to happen. Well, then it must be a big payoff if if that was so complicated and kind of convoluted um, to and obviously there's no details and there's nothing to really talk about. But for you to already say that the year five is happening, I assume that means that year four is going well. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and um, of course, it's it was a big gamble um, when we started discussing about, uh, OK, we need to keep going and year two is not the end. And then, I mean, we all know uh, now we all know the story and, uh, and it took us a, a very long time to actually restart the machine, get a new team and get everything sure. ready and make the first update and that update being delayed a couple of times and, uh, and all of that, which is I mean, to be expected. Um, and uh, and still, in the end, this update didn't take much longer than a normal update would have. Uh, I think the big difference is that is that usually we work on all of those updates in parallel. So we okay. we usually work on like three TUs-ish at the same time. Uh, so right now we're already working oh, wow. in 17 and you know thinking of the sure. Um, so what people don't see is that, you know, it's not as if a TU ships and then we start working on the next one and in three months we are done. It's like an update takes. It's like know, cascading, kind of. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it takes six months to a year to do. So that's what happened here, and you add on top of that a few months for the for the team to actually train. Um, so so it didn't really necessitate take much longer than a, than another update. It's just that we had nothing to fill the gap in between. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was a big gamble until it came out. We had no idea if people would actually you know answer the call and, and be here to uh, to come sure. back. And uh, and as soon as it, I mean we saw when the communication restarted uh, when we were getting close to. Uh, uh, to shipping it when we did the PTS and all of that, all the signs were were here to say, okay, it's gonna work, and uh, and it came out, and yeah, we had good results, uh, and uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not the amazing comeback that some projects have had, uh, but that was never the intention. Uh, sure. In, the intention was just to restart the machine, and uh, and but you know, and it runs, results. like that's and the first. Thing. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, but you know the the. The best uh, result for us is that uh, the the actual results of the update were above the expectations that we had set for ourselves. So so that's all we need to to gain the confidence uh, from above that uh, that we're doing the right thing and we can keep going. Yeah, it, it, that that expectations thing is always so funny to me because when you see some conversation about Division Two, is um, there's that famous or at least for me that quarterly report 
that talked about Breakpoint in the Division 2. And it talks about how there was some disappointment with, with Breakpoint um, and that Division 2 didn't hit the sales numbers they expected. That was also around the time that we found out it sold over 10 million copies. And so there's this funny thing of like, you know, you'll see people bring up that that quarterly and, and be like, oh, well, they were disappointed. Ubisoft was disappointed with the division. It's like, you know, I kind of doubt it, uh, especially because we're getting a year four and now a year five of content um, that, you know, maybe they expected to sell 40 million copies. You know, they thought it was, you know, they, they Ubisoft, of course, wants every game they put out to be Red Dead Redemption 2 or yeah. whatever. Um, but just because they, you know, because of some wording in a quarterly report doesn't mean that uh, that things aren't going well. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, you know, the, it's in a way it's unfortunate that uh, that they put both games together because, uh, but the wording was you know carefully crafted, and and when you read between the lines, they are not saying the same thing on both yeah. games, and yeah. uh, and I mean Breakpoint uh, eventually had uh, had some pretty good success uh, sure. because they sure. did a lot of great work with uh, with improving the game uh, along the line afterwards. Absolutely, uh, and uh, but for us it was really the. The, the main problem with Division was never that it wasn't a failure. It wasn't a commercial failure, you know, it's just... Especially that it, as a new IP. <laughs> it, it just didn't hit targets that were extremely ambitious. Sure. Uh, and that's the, uh, that was the only problem with it. Uh, but then with Warlords of New York, we, you know, we came closer. And then with all the work we're doing, we're, as I said, we, we are generating more revenues than money we're costing to the company. So. Sure. And those margins don't, I, 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 even from my fairly layman's understanding of everything, the margins aren't expected to be huge. You just want margins. You, you want it to be positive, basically. So it's, yeah. you know, for a big company like Ubisoft, it's, uh, it's an, a ridiculously complicated exercise of like having a don't know how many projects and, you know, every, every money you can earn on every single one, you know, all sure. of that adds up. So, so sure. we're just adding our part, uh, our piece to the puzzle. Sure. Uh, but again, it's, uh, as long as we're in a positive, there's, you know, when you're, when you're top management, when you're Eve, you're like, okay, well, they're a small sure. team. They don't cost us much. They generate money. So sure. Now, this is where I've asked about year four, I've asked about year five, or I've at least mentioned it in lieu of, of daring to ask about what's what's next for the division. I, I, will, I will just reference back that you did say you don't see the division franchise going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and, and so I, I will not uh, press you on that, uh, maybe to the chagrin of some people. Um, so with division two, um, so I, I have to say the phrase state of the game. So. Um, where how do you feel about where things are today just in a very vague sense uh well i mean i, I think that what i what i find the most encouraging is just seeing the response from people and i seeing the life coming back to to the community and to the game and that to me that shows that uh that's people are here and even if they're not playing the game they are interested and they're just waiting for a reason to come back and you know the whole conversation around t15 and you see a lot of you know videos a lot of comments that are like people are not measuring if t15 is good or not they are most of the time they're looking at it as is it good enough to bring me back sure uh, and and what i find interesting there is that that means people are looking for a reason to come back and maybe 2015 is not that but what they're asking themselves is but they're thinking about this it. yeah sure. they're not like uh you know i don't care about this game mm -hmm. uh so uh uh so i think that's what's really encouraging it's not just the results of the game it's the engagement around the brand in general sure. um 
but uh, but of course there's a lot of work uh, i mm -hmm. mean the division is it's not a game that was supposed to be maintained for so long uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and we we start to see the you know the the challenges with that uh you know it gets more and more complex with every tu and uh, every time you fix a thing you break three things behind and uh um and uh uh and even making small changes becomes harder and harder because there's so there are so many intricacies and so many dependencies and you change a thing somewhere and that's you know going to break something on the complete other side of the game and you have sure. no idea why those two things are related and only the person that made it initially might remember that and that person is not on the project anymore <laughs> Stop um, thinking about Star Wars and come back and help me with this thing. Sure, exactly, sure. Yeah, it's like, and sometimes people like uh, you know those people give us some of their time, but we can't you know we can't rely on that. Can't depend on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, so it is uh, uh, it, there, there's a lot of work and there's a, a lot of things we would like to change uh, and uh, and you know to really embrace the the live model uh, and make sure that we are we keep being a. a a sustainable uh, project that uh, that we can keep adding stuff to it for as long as we want and keep generating money and uh, and all of that. So it's uh, uh, we need to fix a bit of the a bit of the legacy issues we have and the, the mm -hmm. you know the, the legacy the the depth as we call it, um, <laughs> which is all the things we haven't fixed until now and all the things sure. that are that we're only supposed to you know to last for a couple of years and now are starting sure. to crumble a bit mm -hmm. uh, because we you know we keep adding more and more weight on it and then the pillars are just uh, becoming shaky so we need to look at those pillars uh so there's a lot of work we need to do that is unfortunately going to be invisible to the players because sure. it's going to be foundation work to actually solidify the the game to make sure it uh it holds together you know there's a, a small example that i can use uh is uh uh i don't think we've come in, we've talked about that but you know when we did the um, uh the pts uh there were a lot of disconnection issues there were a lot of delta mm -hmm. issues more than mm -hmm. we have on live now i know that <laughs> you also have a bunch of yeah yeah sure sure <laughs> but that's not the same issue but on pts mm -hmm. it was ridiculous like people couldn't even you know play yeah uh, i remember play. sure yeah uh, what we found out with that, that that was heartbreaker that was generating those issues uh that was the new case mm -hmm. and then more precisely that's right because you guys were like please just don't use it like please yeah. stop <laughs> and uh and more precisely the problem with it was the stacking uh the fact that heartbreaker was just stacking uh and uh and uh, in truth the prime was stacking in general in the game uh and because all of that was relying on a node of code uh oh, wow. that was made when the game shipped but I was not expecting to be to handle that as much as it was now because sure. of everybody using Heartbreaker. So we had to recode that entirely. Uh, and so we brought back uh, the, the, you know, the guy who did it initially and uh, he helped us for a couple of days. He helped the team at Bucharest to figure out how to do that. Uh, and, uh, and they had to record the entire thing. Uh, so that took oh, some wow. time. that's something that's invisible to the players, but now of we course. have a node that handles stacking, but is actually solid and that is future proof. Uh, sure. There's a million of those things we need to do with the game. Uh, and you can't do them all. You know, it's just not realistic no. at the end of the day. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. And so you prioritize and mm -hmm. um, interesting. So um, the, the, the I've always felt like one of the worst things for the division and in, in division one and two has been the existence of destiny, because I think that people, you know, they, they, you know, and, and maybe people aren't expected to understand this, but there's a difference between, you know, a studio that's developing multiple large projects and a studio that's entire 
reason for existing is one game with with, with Bungie, uh-huh. and that it's just a different. The, you're, you're talking even though they're in the same genre and even though you know people but you know and, and it's fine the consumer doesn't understand that or care at the end of the day they just see well destiny does this so why doesn't you know and and you see that conversation a lot um and then what you're saying before about you know people who are at least talking about division again um i think it goes to kind of that whole idea of like no attention is bad attention or no press uh-huh. is bad press to a point where you know, if people are complaining about something, if they don't like this or they don't like that, um, that's fine because they're talking about it. they care. Uh, it's better than them not talking at all. And um, and I think sometimes people kind of take the the discourse and the negativity the wrong way, where I assume for you guys it, to a point it's static at, at some point, but it's, it's at least engagement, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's. Like, I mean, obviously, we prefer things to be positive, but it's, uh, you know, one, one, uh, one KPI we look at is um, uh, when we look at uh, engagement and all that is just mentions and it's how people talking sure. about us. And, sure. uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's an absolute number that is, you know, completely neutral. That doesn't take either sure. positive or negative. Uh, it's just looking at what's the volume of conversation. Then you go into that and you look at what's positive and negative. Uh, sure. Just that number in itself is already a measure of uh, that number isn't pvp or pve focused it, uh, <laughs> it doesn't it, care you know it, it, it takes everything from uh the hardcore fan that is complaining uh or you know commenting on the fact that yes uh, we haven't done anything in pvp to you know someone that just downloaded the game and post a comment on a youtube video say oh thanks for your help i didn't know i could do that in the game sure. that's, that's a mention as well uh so it's a it's a very large uh, it's a very large uh, spectrum uh and uh and you know, so any conversation is uh, is of course good to have but then it's up to us to try to make them as positive because word of mouth is you know in the, the day and age we live in uh and uh for every brand for every product not just video games it's just uh, it's everything and uh uh it, it's uh, that's the best way for us to convince people especially when you're a four or five years old game um you know, I like to say that live games don't get old uh, sure. as long as they're being maintained. Um, but you still need to convince people of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, of course, when someone wants to download the game and looks at, okay, oh, launched in 2019, is it still worth joining? You see that a lot, even in our, mm-hmm. in our subreddit or everywhere. You see a lot sure. of people saying, yeah, is it still worth coming to the division? Um, Every day in the subreddit, there's got to be five exactly. or ten posts. People being like, is, is it worth coming? Is it worth buying this today? Which yeah, is so wild exactly. for a game that came out years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, well, I mean, yes, because uh, especially with live games like The Division, it's like the value mm-hmm. for money of how much content and how many hours of gameplay you're going to have for the, you know, reduced price, you're probably going to pay for it. Uh, sure. Uh, if that's what you're after, uh, if you're after something that's going to, you know, provide you hundreds or thousands of hours of gameplay, that's, that's uh, definitely uh, your jam. But, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's super important for us and and you know it's in a way i I don't know that it's necessarily that competition and looking at our examples is is necessarily a bad thing because uh it it keeps it it keeps the community alive it keeps it chatting Mm -hmm. and you know comparison is healthy uh -hmm. it helps us also grow uh so so at least we don't really look at it that way i think it's uh, it's cool to look at what other games are doing and see them uh, see them thrive and uh, and look at what makes them work and what makes their communities tick and and we know that we are bouncing a bunch of players between games so it's uh, you know sure. their success in a way is 
most of the time are success because at the end of the day uh it's not as if people play one video game and that's it uh you know, most i think a few people do but yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> i've seen people with like uh, like fifty thousand shade scores yeah. where i'm just looking at like what <laughs> like, yeah i'm trying to hit a thousand <laughs> there are some of those people and these, mm -hmm. are, these are the outliers but but uh, that's not normal day, sure you know what we're after is just people that will come in on a regular basis but mm -hmm. we're not asking people to dedicate their entire uh gameplay time to the game sure yeah, that's one thing I've talked about a lot is how sometimes I feel like um, the perception of games is really twisted by people putting their own ideas and expectations on games. So like I've seen people in Division you know, for the entirety of my involvement with it, you know, want the Division to be a game that 24-7 has new content for them all the time. And that's just not realistic. One, because of the team or the, the even like your own goals, because that's not... Ubisoft's goals for the division, but even games that kind of tried to do that, uh, the you know again going back to Destiny or even a game like Warframe, but especially Destiny, that game is pumping out content pretty quick. But every time they release new content, what days, maybe a week later, you see people still, you know, it's still that like it's that same attitude, even though they get so much content because it's a completely different situation. And so I, I've always felt like one of the big issues, not just in the divisions community, I think just in gaming in general, and maybe just with humanity, is that they they put their own, they, they, they kind of think their own ideas, their own expectations, um, you know, maybe matter more than they do. <laughs> um, or, or they're just unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's human, you know, it's like you're going sure. to give money and you want to make sure that uh, the product you're buying is something that's going to fit your need and your desires and your your expectations. But uh, uh, it's it's a work that's up to us to try to look at all those expectations and find, the, you know, the middle where we uh, where we think we're comfortable between creating something that is going to be uh, unique enough, but that can generate enough playtime and enough replayability and uh, and uh, you know what kind of experiences do we want to create and uh it's uh, uh it's a it's a tough one to crack but it's um yes i think everybody goes in there with their own expectations and when you mm. see a lot of comments you know very often that's what you see it's like people want a game that is catered to them personally sure. uh and don't take which is fine you know, it's just not realistic which, <laughs> which is fine and it's again it's sure. not their responsibility to think of others it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to think sure. of others and think of like you know the community as a whole the player base as a whole and how do we you know create things that satisfy the most uh sure and uh that's uh yeah that's something yeah. we have to take into account every time uh, <laughs> every hey, think that, of content the thing that always makes me like blows my mind when I remember is that when I remember when I played Fallout 3 the first time and I remember before that games to me were like you'd pay 50 or 60 dollars mm -hmm. you would it'd be a story game with 10 or 15 hours of story and then it was over and maybe you played it again or you probably didn't mm -hmm. and then I remember playing Fallout 3 the first time and it had like 60 hours of story yeah. and being like oh my god and then to think about that short jump from that to between division one and two i'm in the thousands of hours mm -hmm. and that's just like and then i still selfishly want more you know like it's like that mm -hmm. thing of of if if you know 14 or however old i was when fallout 3 came out if that age me could look at me now i would just think i'm so spoiled and so mm -hmm. so like but that's just the way it is now yeah 
I mean, and that depends because, uh, like, you have people that are perfectly happy to, you know, play a, a 15 hours game and uh, a mm -hmm. story game, and then uh, you know, come out of that and uh, and you know, like, okay, I pack it, I'm done, I I put it on sure. the shelf, and that's that's perfectly cool as well. Uh, but for games like us, it is uh, we know that we're talking to people that are they are looking at their investment in a very different way uh, because sure. it's not necessarily the money investment they're looking at it's the time investment and the more time you put into it the more you want to be able to feel like it was justified uh, yeah. and that's why when we disappoint people they react so strongly as well because they're like sure. yeah, but i've put thousands of hours so tell me it was mm -hmm. worth it sure uh, sure and uh and help me justify I, this these are very different emotions from the emotions sure. of someone that's going to be just playing a, a very short story uh, story game or an indie experience or whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are not, you know, to go back to something you were saying earlier. And uh, yes, we are not we are not particularly asking or expecting people to, you know, stay in our game forever and sure. play that game only and spend thousands of hours. Uh, that's what people do and that's good and we need to make sure the game allows for that and offers enough opportunities for people to do that. Uh, but what what matters most for us is to make sure people come back. Uh, but how long do they play? And that's why, you know, Countdown is a short session uh, sure. uh, game mode also. It's uh, like we're we're fine if people just log in, play a bit, and then leave, and then come back three weeks later. Sure. Uh, we don't yeah. ask people to come back on a daily basis. Uh, and again, it's perfectly fine if that's what people want to do. The game, you know, that's what you're where you're going to get the most out of the game. Uh, but that's not, we're not expecting everyone to do that. One thing, um, the, the kind of a little bit of a different topic was um, I was thinking about how, you know, when the first game came out and really through a lot of Division One, it was just Division One. Um, but now you had division two and now you've had these, this, you know, more and more content coming out. The narrative is expanding. And I just think about what it's like for you all to have, um, heartland coming. Eventually you have resurgence that was just announced that uh -huh. when I knew there was the, we knew there was the mobile coming out and I just kind of assumed it was going to be some like XCOM or it was going to be some kind of like little free to play experience that wasn't going to have anything to do with narrative, but it seems like that's not the case. Um, we have books, we have three books and a fourth coming out this winter uh we have a movie um eventually uh, uh, we'll see you know uh, the, how that moves along and then all this other media um i assume uh, that audiobook was awesome that came out um last i think it was last year now that was great that was so good and so like from your guys's point of view you know when you had division one it was just division one well, i guess what's the challenge for you now um it's a universe it's it's yeah. it's and it's not just the Clancy universe because Division's kind of aside from that it's not part of Rainbow Six and all that, um, but it doesn't have to be now because now you guys so I guess what are the new challenges you feel like you guys face compared to like Division One or, or even early Division Two, and like kind of living amongst all of these other properties. Well, I mean, it's just to make sure we we have one cohesive universe and one cohesive story. And uh, and yes, it, it gets really challenging. When uh, when it was Division One, it was like we dictated what the story in the universe was. Sure. Uh, so it's like we could make decisions, and it was like, okay, well, that's canon now. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and we still do that to some extent. We have the luxury of still being the you know the main the main program. line. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yes, we we try to do everything. Uh, 
in knowledge of what's happening in all the other properties. Uh, and uh, and that's something that we are very attached to. Uh, myself and uh, Lauren, Lauren Stone, our narrative director. Mm -hmm. uh, she's done Amazing. a lot of work. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. she's done a lot of work in the past of already trying to coordinate all those things because sure. she uh, became a narrative director. She was the, the Clancy IP uh, specialist and uh, focused amongst other Clancy brands on the division. And she was so working on all the transmedia projects and everything. Jeez, have a, yeah i mean you could have an interview with her she would tell you all about that but she had 28 28 projects she was working on at the same time wow um sure but anyway uh not just division just to be clear that's including uh of course <laughs> oh no i was i was about to break that news i was about to break that there's 28 <laughs> division projects sure sure uh, sure no uh but um but that's something you know we we, the two of us, I think, were the reason why we work so well together is we love story and we love the story of the division. And uh, and you see more and more that everything we do with year four, year five, it's, you know, servicing the story. It's sure. here, you know, to help move the story forward. And so we want to make sure that that world and that, uh, uh, yeah, that universe is, uh, is cohesive, but that you're going to find references uh, uh in a game of stuff that happened in the book and all of that all of that sure. is, you know it is a connected uh it is a connected world and it's it creates a lot of opportunities but yes it is tough because you need to sure. be aware of what everybody is doing you need to give the visibility to others about what you're doing because it's easy to complain and say oh they don't tell me what they're doing mm -hmm. am i telling them what i'm doing sure. um so it's a it's a lot of uh coordination and visibility work that we need to do uh and uh uh I think it's uh, so far it's working pretty good. We have a good relationship with a uh, uh, with a bunch of those. And again, thanks a lot to Lauren being uh, uh, having been on that Clancy seat before. So For sure. she's been involved in all of those projects before anyway. Um, but there is a. It's not just at a story level. There is a you know there is a question of brand cohesiveness as well. What is the division as a, as an IP? What is it sure. about? Uh, sure. And what are the pillars that you expect when you go into a division experience? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it is it Clancy? Is that what you're after? Is it something else? Is it the pandemic? Is it the you know the mm -hmm. world collapse? Is it the authenticity? What are the things? And uh, sure. and the more we add projects and the more we add to that, the, the more you know to kind of narrow that down. Exactly. Yeah. We we take the risk to dilute that into something that becomes a bit of everything. Uh, sure. And I'm not saying we are there. I don't think so. But I, that's one of the challenges that it adds is always looking at every new property and think of like, okay, what does that add to our IP uh, that makes it richer uh, without diluting it too much to a point where you don't really know what the division is about it's anymore. Like unrecognizable. Sure. Yeah. I, I know for me, um, I came to the realization years ago, the, the division was the first like looter RPG ish kind of game I had played. And, and so I played it and I was like, wow, this is really great. I really like this. I'm going to try destiny out. I think that's like this. I don't like destiny. Oh, I heard Warframe's amazing. Didn't really like Warframe. And I came to this realization eventually of like, okay, I really like the aesthetic, the story, the idea of the division. And so I kind of like it despite that it's a looter. And that's like a thing I had to come to as a big fan of this game to realize like a part of me kind of doesn't like the basis of the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. um, but I love everything else so much that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll check it out. But it doesn't it hasn't led me into the other ones. And so a question I had and this is uh, I'll preface this with like, it's completely opinion of you. I, this okay. is setting no expectations. Uh, so anyone who tries to make a, you know, a big fonted thumbnail video. Um, 
would you personally, would you ever like to see, um, if you don't have me muted on Twitter, you'll see I've fallen in love with Mass Effect over the last year. And I, every time I play that game, all I can think about is like, oh my God, what if there was a division game that wasn't a looter shooter? It was just this story-based RPG where you can make decisions that matter later and your protagonist talks. And it's like, and, 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 Obviously, the division's been massively successful on its own and what it is, and it's expanding into this big universe. But could could you ever see, um, you know, or would you like to see in your own mind the division ever branch out into something more like that, whether it's like a spinoff or something like that? Um, I think I would love to play it. Uh, sure. <laughs> you want to make it. <laughs> that, there's a lot of stories that would be uh, that you could say. And, and I think, you know, it's people very easily uh, overlook the, the depth of the story in the division uh, and yeah. also because of the way we we create story and you know a lot of being collectibles a lot like our story is like it's about do you actually care about it or not if you sure. don't care you don't have to pay sure. attention it's and, optional and then, essentially and then you can you can you know you can play the looter game and that's fine and it works sure. like that but if you sure. start actually paying attention and caring and piecing everything it's a big puzzle mm -hmm. so if you start piecing oh, yeah. it together uh you realize there's a lot of depth there and there's so many stories you could tell so i think you know like a, a more story focused experience in the world of the division uh i think you know that that could make for for a great video game sure. uh, i don't think the you know the looter needs to be part of every division uh video game that exists sure. uh because you know when you read a book uh, you're not you know, even when you read the, the last books, like uh, there's no there's no looting in there. That's uh, yeah. you know like uh, sometimes it's like oh I pick up a gun, but it's not a, it's you know the, the whole looter fantasy is not part of that, and it still sure. holds together as a division mm -hmm. experience. So so to me that says that like the looter shooter part is even in a video game. I don't think it necessarily is uh, a requirement to make a, make a division game, but uh, sure. So I think that would be a great game. It's not the game I would want to make because I love live games. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. That's the kind of games I I I've always been passionate about. That's the kind of games I've always played, and that's the sure. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's the kind of games that I uh, I want to keep making, and that's for me. That's why Division Two is just a perfect project because that's uh, uh, that's exactly uh, you know, my kind of experience and what sure. I want to keep building. Well, I even had this wild thought one time of like, I really like Company of Heroes, uh, the the kind of real time strategy, but that still incorporates like cover systems and all that stuff. And all I was thinking about was like, oh, it'd be so fun to play like that kind of a uh, that kind of style of a game in this universe. And I think that like what you were saying, like what Lauren's done, what you've done, what everyone has done is created this universe that could take on almost any type of genre and, and kill it. Like you could have a game like The Last of Us 2 and have like that gritty ultra realistic and it would essentially tell the story of like the recruited book or broken dawn or you know the, these other properties that and it would do those so well but then we can also have this you know extremely successful looter shooter game that doesn't have to focus on story and if you look at the other games in the genre i would argue you know that none of those games kept me in because of their story but the division always has and i think that's a testament to what's going on there so um I I have a bunch more questions. I do want to kind of start wrapping things up for you because I, I do want to respect your time. Um, I will just, say just one second. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. I just I forgot to you know, plug in my laptop, so I'm running out of battery. Oh, okay, you're good. 
So keep going. Okay. So, um, so my thought would be, um, what I'm trying to think of what, which questions I really want to hit here. Um, but what are you the most proud of just in general with this franchise? You know, you've been on division one, division two, and now you're in the position you're in. Like what, what single thing would you point to that you, um, if someone asked like, you know, what do you feel like is the most, you know, what's your most accomplishing thing that's happened? Uh, what would you say that is? Um, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of things, uh, but uh, I think the I know it's gonna sound cheesy because that's uh, that's been stuff I've worked on, but it's uh, I think the relationship between the brand and the team uh, and all the different versions of that team and our player base I think is something that I I find just fascinating and and I am proud of, but it's you know like. We are not a smooth project. Uh, you know, things have rarely been running smoothly on the division. Uh, and I think all of us that have been through Division 1 and Division 2, we all know that. Um, we had up and downs, but it's, uh, to me, the division, it's a, uh, it's a story, uh, not the story of, you know, of our universe, but the story of the project itself. And, sure. uh, and the Division 1 and 2, it's a story of comebacks. And it's, uh, you know, we we reach very, very low and then we come back with a bang and uh, and then we establish something new and something really exciting. Uh, and then we go, you know, and then we go back to another low and then we uh, we come back. Um, and, but what you see is just how much people have been just like sticking with us. Uh, sure. And, um, and, and once again, this like, would I come back? Uh, and, and that's something that I think, uh, is a testament to the, the strength of that relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know that I've, I, you know, in my career, I've experienced that, uh, in, in any other game I've worked on, uh, where people who just consume and move on. Uh, and, um, and I feel like with the division, if you've been passionate once about division, you will always be passionate mm -hmm. about it and you will sure. always be interested. And I, I think that's a testament not only to the like the, the the game and the teams working on it, but I think it's the people specifically. I I think that you know there's the and, and it's the longevity of the people who have been involved, like yourself, and the fact that like you know there's so many other games I've paid attention to where every couple months there's a new person cycling through who's talking who's you know that that rep with the community. Well, even in your current position as creative director, I feel like you're just as visible as you were you know long long ago during state of the game and stuff like that so i think that's definitely a testament so um i have one more this is not this is a little bit off topic but as yourself as a gamer what are you excited about that's coming out soon or maybe not so soon on the division or in the on 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 your own interest if you have time for those <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. I, I haven't really had time to play video <laughs> games uh, a lot uh, lately. Um, so uh, it's, you know what, I, I don't know. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't really. Uh, I think that's a testament to how hard you're working on the division exactly. two i think that's a perfect answer then oh, no i mean, no, I mean uh, there's a lot of good stuff on division two but in, in the industry in general i think it's just uh like i'm so behind on games uh sure because of my life and because uh yeah, yeah. We talked about that uh, before we started recording but yes mm -hmm. I, you know, I have kids and i 
don't spend it. I've had way less time to dedicate to video games. I can literally hear mine yelling for me right now, so I, yeah, I totally yeah. understand. I have my eyes on the baby phone here. Mm -hmm, like, okay, mm -hmm. Hoping the thing is not going to go up. Um, <laughs> sure. So, so, uh, uh, so I'm trying to keep an eye on what's going on and all that, but I had very, very little time to dedicate to gameplay and to playing. Uh, I get to play Division uh, when I, you know, at work, when I try For to work, uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a couple of hours here and there to uh, sure. play it. Uh, and, uh, but it's, um, it's been hard. So, uh, so it's been actually hard for me to get excited about a game in particular, sure. uh, not because I don't find them interesting, but just because I, I think I tweeted about that, uh, you know, not so long ago about the fact that I, I look at every game and then I'm like, I get super excited about it. Uh, you know, Starfield was the last example where I'm like, sure. oh, yeah, that sounds super cool. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then I'm just like, but I'm never going to have time to play that. I can't wait to play it in 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's uh, a lot of my, uh, um, my video game excitement has sure. been, uh, there's been uh, uh, just a story of disappointments of just how, you know, confronting my reality to my expectations also. Like, sure. oh, yeah, cool. I, I'm going to get to play that game and then I don't. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a million games that I love to play, but I uh, uh, but I would love to go back to, but I also haven't been able to. No. Sure. Well, I do have a couple community things here. They're really just a couple comments. Uh, the first one I had to throw out, uh, there's a listener uh, that goes by Master Prime, easily one of my most involved uh, community members who I really appreciate. And they asked, uh, is Yannick's beard coming as an in-game cosmetic? Just something think to think about. I think so. When I when I created my character when the game launched, I tried to make a character that looks like me as much as possible. Sure. I think it came pretty close. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, so I'm pretty sure you can create something that resembles my beard. Uh, I, I enjoy those videos that pop up here and there of you murdering one of your community members. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's always fun. Um, and then uh, the second one was from someone from my Discord who um, said that uh, not a question or suggestion, just a general. Experience expression of appreciation for the hard work, interaction with the community, and ongoing dedication to a franchise that so many are passionate about. Um, I reiterate this, um, you know, obviously I got to interact with you a lot back in the day um, with Division One, and then I got the joy of meeting you and the whole team at E3, which feels like a million years ago now. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. and then I got to meet you again at another event uh, before uh, Division released, uh, which was a lot of fun, uh, and I was completely a fish out of the water. Uh, and and that was that was great so i mean i i you know obviously um myself and the other, all of the other talking heads and community members always have things to say for better or worse but um i really think anyone who uh you know doesn't appreciate what you guys do uh isn't paying attention so i i want to give you that uh i guess that virtual pat on the back um I, I've always told people that I especially have always appreciated you because I've always appreciated that when you don't feel like taking anyone's BS, you just you just you just get right to the point and just give them a little internet slap. <laughs> I've always appreciated that. So um I, I yeah, for sure. Um and, and so uh, as we wrap things up, um I guess is there anything uh, whether it's like to have patience or to as a thank you is there anything that you would want to say kind of directly to anyone who's listening to this um who's from the division community as kind of like a final word here um i mean have patience no it's it's not necessarily have patience it's just uh you know 
we hear you uh, and that's what i would love to say to everyone all the time mm -hmm. it's like i know that we are not you know always commenting directly on uh, this or that and that uh, you know like people have uh tons of questions and things they would like to see changed in the game but it's you know we we live in that world as much as they do even uh, even if i don't play the division as much as a lot of people uh sure. i you know that's that's like many hours of my day uh just dedicated to that and then i come home and i'm on twitter and i'm like that's what i read and uh you know and i and i love that uh, oh. so it's uh yeah, not always but <laughs> most of the time yeah um, so, um, so it's, uh, you know, we know, uh, what are the, you know, the strength and the weaknesses of the, of the game and, uh, and we know what people want, uh, and everything for us is just a work of priorities and it's a work of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking at what's feasible with the, the people we have. Um, and, uh, and you know it's getting better because we have a team that's getting more experience and also a team that's getting bigger uh so um so all in all it's uh it's only gonna get better from here um but uh but yeah as i said it's all it's all about priorities uh, that doesn't mean we are never going to you know reach the point where we're gonna address stuff that was lower lower in priorities earlier but it might take uh, some more time so uh um so just you know want people to just be excited for the fact that we're still here and that the sure. game is being supported and that the team that's working on the game is a team that is like 100 percent dedicated to this franchise as i said it's a team that's not just here but you know uh um in other studios as well it's a, it's people that have choices the choice to you know choose the project or to to go to other projects that may uh, sound fancy on a cv uh, and they still make the choice to be on the division because they are passionate about it. And I don't think I've ever experienced that level of passion within it. Sure. Great. Well, that's all I have for you this time. Um, if people want to follow you on Twitter or so on, where 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 should they they do that? Uh, yeah, on Twitter at uh, at YannickBCH, uh, they'll find me, and uh, they can you know ask me everything they want, and I cannot guarantee I will be able to answer, but I try to be as active as I can, uh, sure. and uh, that's probably the best place where they can uh, they can follow me because that's basically where I'm active. Great. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really really appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure I'll have you on again at some point. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Okay. And that was the interview with Yannick. I really, really appreciate him coming on the show. Uh, he is one of my favorite people I've interacted with in the gaming space, um, both from a, um, you know, he really is humble. Uh, he's also blunt when he has to be. Um, I, I know people are mixed on their feelings about where the division two is and stuff like that. Um, but I really think the game's in good hands with someone who cares about it, who's invested and who, you know, if you listen to, uh, this, this whole show, you know, understands, you know, the, where things are lacking, but also understands, uh, or, or at least knows that it, it, it's a long journey and that they're trying to ramp things back up. Um, I am, am more confident about what's going on now, um, than I was, you know, before we talked, uh, and I was already pretty happy for the most part. So, um, great chat. 
Yannick's the best. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I have for this week or for this episode, at least. Um, I do a weekly show where I talk about the news and gaming in general, talk about the division, talk about Mass Effect, things like that. Uh, and I will have more of these interviews coming. So please subscribe to this YouTube channel or the podcast on whatever platform you're on. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Bondiesel or at the Echo Cast. Uh, you can check me out on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash Bondiesel. And um, that's all I have for this one. So. Until next time.